0: The Blevins Franks Report, with Rob Kaye of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. It's that time on Riviera Radio where we say good morning to Rob Kaye. How are we doing, Rob? I'm very well this morning, Howard. Yourself? Yeah, thank you very much. I hear you had some very lively seminars mm-hmm. this week and some of the hottest topics concern succession, inheritance, who can inherit and what taxes will be paid. Given the number of questions dying prompted, this is certainly something we need to explore perhaps in a bit more detail. However, before we discuss what happens
1: when you die, what caught your eye in the news this week? Well, obviously, Howard, the the news was dominated by the Russian invasion of Ukraine once again. The Elysée Palace uh, announced that President Macron had continued his dialogue with, with Vladimir Putin, Putin is said to have told his French counterpart that Russia will reach its aims through either diplomacy or military means. But he also pledged not to attack Ukrainian nuclear sites or target civilians after Macron urged him not to endanger civilians in line with international law. We then saw artillery barrages on nuclear sites, the power being cut off to Chernobyl and the atrocious attack on the maternity and children's hospital in Maropol, Proving Putin's promises were just probably simply lies. Macron was said to have found Putin very determined to achieve his objectives, including what Putin called the denazification and the neutralization of Ukraine. He also demanded recognition of the Ukrainian peninsula of Crimea, annexed by Russia in 2014, as part of Russia's territory, as well as the recognition as independent of two Ukrainian eastern breakaway regions already recognized by Russia. Those demands were described as unacceptable for the Ukrainians. Staying with President Macron, this week I was rather surprised to learn each of this year's 12 confirmed presidential candidates are required to declare their wealth and they had to then publish that, uh, those figures. Valerie Peskri declared her wealth at 9.7 million euros. Eric Zamor is worth apparently 4.2 million and uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon, the far-left candidate's wealth, stands at 1.4 million. Marina Pen is trailing behind him with a net worth of, of 1.2 million. But for me, the biggest surprise was Emmanuel Macron, declaring his wealth at just 550,000 euros. I suspect that maybe some of it is in his wife's name. Never mind. Tomorrow is probably the, the biggest change to French Covid-related rules since the end of the, uh, the lockdown. The vaccine pass will come to an end in almost all venues, together with a major relaxation of the mass rules. Mass won't be required in bars, cafes, restaurants, gyms, leisure centres, sports stadiums, and importantly for our seminars, public events. The pass is technically suspended rather than scrapped, so it could return if cases spike again. Local authorities do not have the power to reimpose the use of the vaccine pass, so there will be no regional variations on this one. Apart from periods he had... To, to work off, offline from home, last Monday my son went to the lycée for the first time in two years without having to wear his mask. That was also the first time he'd actually seen some of the, his classmates' faces, which really brought home to me the reality of how strange the last two years have been. The, reala- the reality of life returning to what we knew prior to 2020 was also brought into focus this week as preparations began in earnest for the Monaco Grand Prix. That's actually a plural, plural, because this year we have the Monaco E-Prix, the Grand Prix de Monaco Historic, and the 79th Monaco Grand Prix. Assembly of the stands in the port area began on Monday, and work will start a week today in the Monte Carlo district. As usual, these operations will cause a few traffic, parking and pedestrian challenges, but I'm sure it will all be worthwhile when everything kicks off on the 30th of April.
0: You can't say it's not busy. (laughs) Well, Brexit now is a, like an old story, but has it made any difference to estate planning and succession?
1: That's that's probably the question we've been asked most frequently or frequent during these current seminar sessions. Brexit, Brexit created a massive amount of anxiety for British nationals who were already living in Europe, but arguably more so for those planning to move. The estate planning dilemmas range from, will living in France result in our children paying more tax when we die, to are the rules and regulations now harder to navigate? In reality, Brexit really hasn't added any more complexity to being French resident or becoming resident from a succession perspective. Brexit hasn't changed any of the previous rules. That said, what this uncertainty has done is focus people's attention on the issue. Previously, far too many people simply presumed because they were British, the French rules didn't apply to them. Estate planning is a perfect example of why people should plan for life in France. French succession rules and the French succession tax system are much more complicated than the UK system and its taxes. To avoid falling into a tax trap or a succession issue you don't know about, you simply need to know how the French system impacts you personally and then you'll be able to take the appropriate steps to ensure your estate passes in accordance with your wishes and with uh, with as little tax as possible. It probably sounds too obvious, Aaron, but the process starts with you deciding what you want to happen when you die. Occasionally people tell me, I'll be dead so why should I care, it won't bother me. However, on the flip side, most people say that they haven't made the right personal arrangements and thinking about what they've done, in reality, Because they did it before they arrived in France, it might not work out as they expected. And their estates maybe won't go where they want to. And and in most cases, more tax than they ever imagined will be paid, which is very painful and very expensive for the people you want to benefit following your death. Should British expatriates
0: living in France have a UK will or a French one? And what do they need to know?
1: Well... From a a succession or estate planning perspective, we need to understand, firstly, the basic differences between the UK and France. In the UK, you are free to leave whatever you want to whoever you want without any restrictions. France operates under a completely different system known known as the Napoleonic Code. Very simply, Napoleonic Code and Napoleonic Succession Rules, designed over 200 years ago, force your assets to be passed down the family bloodline. It's important to understand, whatever your will says, it cannot override French succession law. You might arrive in France, as many British couples do, with a UK will which leaves all the assets to the surviving spouse. Then subsequently, when the spouse dies, the estate passes to the children. Without correct planning, and wills appropriately written for living in France, a UK will is easily redundant and any previous estate planning could also prove to have been a complete waste of time and money. When you make a will, you also need to consider your current situation. A couple who came to one of this week's seminars had decided to get married, but they didn't know that without a contemplation of marriage clause in their wills, those wills will be automatically revoked by their wedding, and if they don't make another will, they will die intestate. So does French succession law restrict who you can leave your assets to? Oh, In, in France, children are known as protected heirs and under the Napoleonic rules, they must inherit a share of their deceased parent's estate. Now, how much they receive is completely dependent on how many children there are. If you have one child, French law dictates 50% of your estate must pass to that child. If you have two children, they must each receive a third of your estate. And if you have three or more they equally share 75% of your estate. These pre-prescribed amounts are known as the non-disposable element of your estate. The French state dictates what happens to those assets when you die. The remaining element, known as the freely disposable element, is the amount you can leave to whoever you want. It could be your spouse, partner, or anyone else for that matter. Frequently, this is where many British nationals come unstuck. A couple I met recently had moved to France and they came to see me to discuss their tax situation. Like most of us, they wanted, wherever possible, to reduce their French tax liabilities. However, they are not married, but they have two young children. We discussed tax, but our conversation was quickly hijacked by the succession implications of a one-year and three-year-old inheriting serious wealth and potentially the partner not receiving the desired inheritance then or what she would receive incurring the full force of the French succession system and a 60% tax bill.
0: Can you explain then what EU succession law is, and can this help?
1: Bluntly, the, the, the French forced airship rules frequently don't suit expatriate residents. However, since 2015, it's been possible to use the EU succession regulation, known as Brussels IV, to elect for the succession law of your country of nationality to apply when you die, rather than your country of residence. This applies to all foreign nationals living in Europe, so Brexit hasn't changed anything. You need to elect for Brussels 4 in a French will, or French law will automatically apply. However, before everyone goes rushing off, this is not a one-stop solution. You need to understand the pros and cons. Opting for UK rules could have the unexpected consequence of making you liable to UK inheritance tax on your worldwide assets as well as French succession tax. There may be other, more suitable ways to achieve your estate planning wishes, so you need to do your research and get professional, personalised advice to establish a plan that works best for your individual wishes.
0: Hasn't France recently approved changes to Brussels for can you explain what this means,
1: yeah, on the thirteenth of August? The French Constitutional Council approved new legislation which which effectively forced the uh the French airship rules applied on, on on French assets under the European succession regulations, as you said, however, better known as R- Brussels Four a non French national resident in France can make an election to apply the succession law of their nationality round the default position of of French succession law. This means that national of a common law country such as the UK or the US can avoid the French forced heirship rules and potentially even disown their children. Now, This new legislation, if if French assets pass according to the provision of another country's succession law where there are no forced heirship rules such as the law of England and Wales, the protected heirs can then make a claim for their share or the share they would be entitled to under the French rules. This means children will be able to challenge their parents' wills and seek compensation. The compensation mechanism will only apply to French assets where the deceased or the children were either habitually or resident in an EU country or a national of an EU country, and the law applied in the will of the deceased did not include any forced heirship or protected share for the children.
0: So, are there other ways of getting round the forced heirship rules?
1: You know, numerous things can be done. The, the biggest challenge is that they're all quite specific, or, or should I say, they they generally need to be used in in specific situations. The starting point is understanding how you're married. In the UK, couples simply get married. They book the church or the registrar office. The bands are read. They buy the rings. Invite their guests. Have a party, and off they go on holiday. As my wife and I nearly found out to our cost, the process in France is much more bureaucratic. Anyone who has lived here for a little while will not be surprised to hear there's a list of prenuptial requirements and then you must submit a dossier to the local mary. One of the requirements is to meet with an auteur to discuss what French marriage regime you will be married under. The one that you choose will directly impact what happens to your assets when you die, which if you think about it could potentially be in 30, 40 or 60 years later. Another very simple strategy is using a clause tontine when a property is bought. Importantly, this clause must be inserted when the compromis devant is signed, it can't be added later, but the taunting clause will ensure a jointly purchased property automatically passes to the survivor. And of course, probably the most widely used strategy or solution to avoid the forced heirship rules is to hold your investment assets inside an assurance V because they are exempt from French Succession Law and they they pass automatically to the nominated beneficiaries when the life assured or assureds die. This is one of the main reasons why 70% of the French population hold their investment assets inside an assurance V. But what about French Succession Tax? Does this also complicate things? (laughs) It might be unusual, but in my experience I found tax tends to complicate most things. Unfortunately, in France, tax is another issue that's complicated by the Napoleonic Code. In the UK, inheritance tax is simply paid by the estate of the deceased before the beneficiaries receive their inheritances, and then at a single rate of 40%. There are just two allowances, the nil rate band, and the more recently introduced main residence allowance. In France, succession tax is paid by each beneficiary, individually. The allowances beneficiaries enjoy and the rate of tax they pay varies considerably depending on the bloodline connection to the deceased. Children are allowed to receive €100,000 before they have a liability to succession tax. Above that amount they pay progressive succession tax rates ranging from 5% up to 45%. Brothers and sisters enjoy an allowance of approximately €16,000 then they pay succession tax at either thirty five or forty five percent, depending on the size of their inheritance. Relatives in the fourth degree, such as uncles, aunts, nephews, nieces, can receive about eight thousand euros, but then they pay a flat fifty five percent tax. And if you want to leave your wealth to someone who is not of your bloodline, which I must emphasize includes unmarried partners and stepchildren, they receive just one thousand six hundred euros before they start paying that French taxman a succession tax rate at an eye-watering 60%. So is it possible to reduce the succession tax your heirs will pay? I hope what the listeners have picked up this morning, Howard, is, is a successful estate planning is, especially in France, is very, very specific. It's usually possible to reduce potential succession tax liabilities, but estate planning is complex. That is especially applicable when you have to consider the rules in more than one country and how they interact, Every family is different, so solutions must be tailored to meet your family's personal objectives and unique situation. I frequently meet people who have left the UK and think UK rules won't affect them. On the flip side, I also meet British nationals who have left the UK but think French succession rules do not apply to them because they're British. Unfortunately, Howard, estate planning is complicated and frequently it can become a very emotional issue. Taking specialist advice is really helpful because not only do you get your ducks lined up as you want, but you also get the peace of mind of knowing you've got the right plans in place for both you and your heirs. So if any of the listeners would like to discuss their testimony arrangements or their hereditary wishes with a Blevins Franks partner, give us a call in Bond, and the telephone number is 0493 001780. That's 0493 001780 and, as we say every week, if you live in Monaco or visiting our visiting our Monaco office is more convenient for you, you can call our Monaco office, and our number here is nine seven 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 five five seven four that's nine seven 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 five five seven four alternatively, if you prefer you can find more about Levin's Franks or those people who are listening online can book a place at the seminars which are further afield in the next few weeks by simply visiting our website, which is www.blevinsfranks.com. Many thanks, Rob. Always enjoyable to have our little conversations on a Sunday morning. Thanks, Howard. Have a great week. I'll speak to you next Sunday. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any
0: of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493 001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com. Is your wealth management on track to meet your objectives and provide long-term financial security? Blevins Franks has 45 years experience managing our clients' capital. We provide a range of integrated financial services to give you peace of mind about your future. Our investment recommendations are personalized for you and designed to be tax-efficient and meet your estate planning wishes. Contact Blevins Franks on zero four nine three double zero one seven eight zero or visit blevinsfranks.com.